Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. Yes, we are daring to be different, daring to be different, always, always daring to be different. Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio. You're listening to us at 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in North Port, Florida, Bomb Baby Radio in New York City, the Caribbean Community Radio Stations in all the Caribbean, the Dream Chasers Radio Network, and TV Roku Station. Thank you so much for tuning in. You know, this is Yaya, and I am having a wonderful time right here. We have, again, the 2018 Reverb Nation winners. We're going through them, making sure that we get their interviews up and running. And, man, let me tell you, I am so impressed with just the sheer talent that's on Reverb Nation. If you don't have the app, if you don't know about Reverb Nation, just go to ReverbNation.com, and you'll see that we've chosen some of, not all, I mean, goodness gracious, there's so much talent, we can never cover them all. But I've picked some of the talent, and there are so many more out there that are just as equally uh, talented as the people I've picked. I I mean, I don't do it justice. But you, as a listener, please go to ReverbNation.com, sign up for the app, and go ahead and discover new music today. We're going to go ahead and take our first caller on the line. Thank you so much. And please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hello. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Good to be on. Uh, good to be on with you. Awesome. Awesome. So tell everybody who you are and what you do. Oh, cool. Uh, well, my name is R.J. Martin. I'm an Aboriginal uh, funk rock solo artist out of uh, Toronto, Canada. Wow. Wow. So how did you get started? Uh, well, I've been doing this uh, pretty much uh, all my life. always been uh, involved in music uh, right from a very early age. And I annoyed mm-hmm. my parents and everybody by always wanting to hear music and wouldn't shut up until they did. They played it. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. My mom told me the same thing. You gotta go out and practice, and you be humming in the background. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> wow, wow. So, how did you get into funk rock? I mean, you know, a lot of people say that's a dying art. Funk. Um, basically, you know what? I like um, any kind of like really. Uh, high energy kind of stuff that keeps people moving and, and, and dancing and, and kind of grooving and, and the drums, um, you know, they're a big part of, uh, of the, you know, native culture and in a lot of, a lot of cultures actually. And it, it's kind of almost like the heartbeat, like the kind of thing that keeps people moving. And then just, uh, just that kind of uh, high energy kind of funky stuff that gets people moving happy dancing and that's always a good thing you know to get that energy back especially when you're playing live mm-hmm. definitely definitely so when you think about your career and how it's going you know and what you've had to do you think back a little bit have, have there been any trials have there been any kind of different ups and downs that have taken you for a loop 
basically, I love music. I hate the business part of it because it's become <laughs> very uh, it's become very different now. I mean, it, it's not so much about even the music or the quality of the music now. It's so much geared towards uh, you know how many followers you have, how many you know how many hits you have, and and stuff like that. It's not really about the the quality of the music and stuff, especially for the business part. Like if you want to. I, uh, like a, a, a club or a bar would rather have uh, a mediocre band that can bring 50 people as opposed to, you know, a quality band that brings five. And it's and mm-hmm. it's kind of expanded. It's gone from there to even uh, even to all of the music business and stuff like that, like uh, record labels and all that. So, unfortunately, we got to do as musicians now. We're kind of forced to do everything ourselves, like right from the beginning. And uh, yeah. it, it 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 sucks because it's kind of a dis- it, it distracts you from being able just to completely immerse yourself and be creative and just deal with the music because uh, there's the business aspect you have to deal with too to try to get stuff out there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, I was I was uh, I was walking. Where was I? I was I was in a store. I think I was at J.C. Penney or something or. Um, I was doing something anyway, so I'm standing there, and all of a sudden the song comes on, and my daughter she starts singing it, eh, this and that, and there, and it's like you gotta be kidding me, you gotta. I mean, and as as much time goes into lyrics and music, somebody can have a song, just one word, it's the stupidest song ever, and it made mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, um, you put you put your all into it. Yeah. And and sometimes, like I said, it's it's really bad because it's you know there are a lot of stations like the bigger type of uh, top forty stations are just that they will play the same damn songs over and over and over and you know it's really hard to break into that because there's not a lot of stations and uh, and a lot of not a lot of platforms that want to give you an opportunity to you know to play any of your music. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there's tons yep. of music out there, but not a lot of people yeah. want to take a chance on it. No, they don't. They don't. So what have you found has been your niche um, for your music? Um, hmm. That's tough. You know what? I literally have been trying to get the music out to everywhere, like every radio station literally on the planet and stuff and try to push stuff out there. And... um, I've just found that there are some uh, smaller, uh, some smaller stations and and stuff like that that will give you a chance and, and give you a little bit of an opportunity. But uh, you know, and that's the kind of stations and the, and the kind of uh, uh, kind of things that I've been trying to approach and and hopefully it kind of expands a little bit from there. But pretty much. Uh, that's been about the best uh, the best course of action, and it's hard to find stations. You literally have to look online and do a lot of homework and hope for the best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now you played Rip Fest. What year did you play Rip Fest? Did you play it this year? Um, uh, that was just uh, you know, that was just yeah, twenty eighteen. So mm-hmm. uh, we did uh, like a, a ring. It's um. Basically, Rip Fest is just like this big kind of part uh, music festival where they have a bunch of uh, trucks and all that where you can get like different types of spare ribs and all kinds of junk mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. So, and we did that. And what then luckily, uh, we were, 
Um, we did that on uh, on Canada Day, actually, or just uh, just yeah. uh, we just yeah yeah we just went in from uh, ten o'clock flight until just after midnight, so we kind of uh, rang in uh, Canada Day, it's uh, the equivalent like to July Fourth uh, for the U.S. or Independence Day and that kind of stuff. Right. So it was so it was really cool. Had that and, and fireworks just- and the whole bit. Oh yeah, that's something that you and I have in common. We did Rip Fest here, uh, and uh, where was we? I, I forgot where it was here. Uh, but we, uh, what's his name? The the gentleman from the violinist from uh, one of the groups. I forgot the name of it. Uh, Kansas. We went on right before oh. him, and it was amazing. Uh, so Rip oh, Fest wow. was, was a very big. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, so we got to open up for him. And uh, Rip Fest is a great, great way to get out there and, and do your thing. And I'm so happy that we have that in common. I feel connected to you already. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I feel the same way. <laughs> so, okay, so everything about your band, being that you're funk, being that, you know, um, you did the Rip Fest, you have your, vid, you, you know, uh, Joyce Lamb, uh, who do you want to be? Tell me about that that song. Oh, okay. Um, uh, originally, that was uh, it was a cover, but it kind of actually um, spoke to me because it was uh, it's like an eight, I think it's like an '80s song, uh, and the lyrics were still really relevant. Uh, so I kind of uh, wanted to do it. Basically, the song is just about how people are not happy with who they are. I mean, it's the worst thing for a lot of people is to be them is just to be themselves because they feel like they're going to be, you know, uh, laughed at or teased or, or whatever. So it's easier to, you know, follow being anybody from, uh, you know, from who they see on TV, an actor, a musician, a hip hop or anything else. It's easier to do that than, you know, than to just take a chance and be yourself. So, right. um, uh, that's more what the song's about, just how people don't uh, are kind of scared to do that. Like if I said right now to, uh, you know, on the air to everyone that's listening, you know, I still want to be a rock star. I can guarantee you there'll probably be people there laughing their asses off. Oh, my God, we want to be a rock star. <laughs> oh, what kind of idiot Bill says that? Uh, apparently yeah. me. So, yeah. And I, know know, how you I feel. tell people that. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. it's weird because they, they look and – they have this kind of weird misconception and, and stuff like that. And I still want to do it. I mean, to me, I just want to get out. I want to play, tour, record. That's what I want the rest of my life to be. So I'm hoping to mm-hmm. still be able to pursue that. If I can, you know, and I'm not going to stop doing that just because somebody tells me I can't because, you know, right. um, that's more all the motivation to keep on going. Mm-hmm, definitely, and you and me both want to be stars. I tell you that much. <laughs> um, um, so, you know, if you become a star before I do, don't forget about me, and vice versa. I will never forget about anybody that's come on this. You know, it, it's just it's it's like this. We all want to be stars, but I think we all kind of made it. It, it. We just don't realize it. You just keep going after it, and and you keep you keep grinding, and it just kind of happens little by little. So I think you're getting there, man. I think you're getting there. I think Joyce Lamb will do a wonderful. It's, uh, you know, I hope. When, when you think about you know, the things that have happened, because you know, I have I have so many people coming on today. Uh, when you think about everything that's happened to you from the beginning to now, what would what would be your advice to someone coming up after you that wants to be 
you know, a rock star? Uh, I'm, you know, Agnes, um, there's two things that you can kind of do, and both of them kind of suck. And, the, you know, the first one is, you know, um, just try to just look for that instant karma and just go online and try and get all your numbers up and everything like that and think that that's good enough. But the problem is even that might get your foot in the door, but the problem is you still have to have the, you know, the determination, the grit, the talent and everything else to be able to maintain it. And that's, you know, that's kind of tough. The other way is unfortunately kind of probably what we're both doing right now. And that is, you got to look for every opportunity you can. You can't wait for it, which means you got to go out and find emails and, you know, and contacts for radio stations, for magazines, for, for absolutely everything and keep on working at it. Keep on getting your, your music and, and your name and everything out there. And hopefully, you know, there's somebody on this planet that will give you an opportunity. You know, somebody yeah. who knows somebody, because that's, that's at the end of the day, that's really how it's all going to end up panning out. It's, you know, it, it sucks and it's jaded, but it and comes down to who you know. It does. It really does. It really does. And I want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you for, for bringing your wonderful music. And I, like I said, we're connected. We both did the same. I mean, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, you never know how small the world is. Until you're a musician, because <laughs> that's yeah, true. <laughs> you know, you become a musician. It's like, yeah, I did that one. I did that one too. Yeah, you know, Rip Fest is an amazing uh, event, and and I'm glad that you and I have that in common. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. You have anything? Uh, you got anything coming up uh, this summer yet? Like any festivals or anything yet? Oh, that's all we're doing this weekend. Coming up, we are off. Last weekend, we did the. Uh, um, what was it? what did we do? We did the Seafood Music Festival. It was like fourteen thousand people in the audience. It was amazing. Um, awesome. And uh, this weekend coming up, we're off. Yay! But then we're on about eight weeks. We have a music video coming up for our first single for our second album. So we got a lot of stuff coming up. So we're taking the weekend off next week, uh, just to kind of oh, cool. and and have some rehearsals and get some dance steps and you know how it goes. <laughs> well, hey, I'm so I'm looking it. forward to seeing the video. That'll that'll be awesome. It's gonna be amazing. I think um I think we've grown as a band, you know. Um, I've only been with them about three years, um, but we've grown as a band. So that's a, it, to me it's great. Um, I've been in bands for the last ten years, and uh, with these guys, I've been with them for almost three. So I think. Oh, well, you know what? That's the hardest part is to find in the right people. So if you got that, and you got half the, you I know, you got like three quarters of the battle done. Oh yeah, I know. I've been blessed all these times. I've worked with uh, Mr. Glenn Leonard, former singer of The Temptations, and I'm still in that band. And then I, I've worked with The Crashers, and then that band kind of uh, we all went our our ways. With, you know, just we just got just life happened. That's all. It wasn't like we just had a breaking up. It was just that we all went separate ways, and you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And then I then I joined uh, uh, Reverend Barry and the Funk, and here we are second album, uh, and we'll be going out to Orlando uh, to do our very first original concert completely by on our own. In, in oh, wow, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that, you must be looking cool. forward we, to mean, that. 
Yeah, that and you know, and being a funk band like we are with horns and all that, it's it's uh it's 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 really cool. It's really cool. Just put it that way. So the tickets are gonna be sold and uh we're ticketing it and we're gonna we're gonna sell out according to uh all the inquiries we're getting at the venue already. So Wow. Okay. So just good. remember, I'm, 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 it's, it, it's just little old me, a solo artist. So you know, yeah, you, can, you, know, you need an opening act. <laughs> I hear you, RJ. I hear you, and I, and I will definitely keep you in mind. And you know how to reach me. Oh, that sounds awesome. I'm, I'm holding you to that. Remember, we're connected okay. now. Now, what I do need for you to do is send me your music so that we can put it up on the station and actually play it from time to time. So if you don't mind. Not a problem. Consider it done. I'll take care of it by the end of tonight. Awesome. Awesome. And I want to thank you so much, RJ, for coming on. It's RJ of Joy Slam. You guys can reach him on joyslam.com, or you can go ahead and copy and paste because their link is right there in the description box below. If you're listening on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, Google, uh, Stitcher, Spreaker, uh, what is it, Uh, wherever you listen, wherever it is, you can always get joyslam.com. Thank you so much, RJ. No problem. Thank you. And um, just because, um, you know, for everybody out there, um, go to joyslam.com and um, all the music uh, from the recent albums. I'm going to leave it up there absolutely positively free. So uh, feel free to download it, stream it, or just check it out. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much. Thanks again. Thanks for the time. No problem. We all have a dream, we all have a goal, we all have an aspiration, and picking people who are doing it, you know, who are going out there, getting things done, and you know what, I I, I look at it like this, most of the time I don't even know what I'm doing, I'm just doing something, and doing something is better than doing nothing at all. You'd be surprised how a little step and a little gesture and just a little movement in the right direction can propel you upward in your career, upward in your goals, upward in your dreams and your aspirations. You know, I, I just I, I have to say that I am excited for RJ. I'm excited for Joy Slam. And please go ahead and listen to it and 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 go to their facebook page and you know just support local artists man it's it's very very important very important that we support each other and support you know people coming up and uh i i'm just i'm excited and and also support people who are coming back like my girl adina howard who was on the show last year and uh she left me a couple of things if you remember her song uh, I'm going to go ahead and play it right now as we wait for our next caller to call in.
All right, all right, all right. We're getting, I mean, you know, we're getting moving with Reverb Nation, and we're getting all the interviews done. I am nowhere near finished. You're going to be getting a lot of different uh, people calling in about Reverb Nation, about their their craft. You know, I, I, you know, it's not a promotion. I'm not getting paid to say Reverb Nation. I'm not getting anything, but I've been number one on Reverb Nation for many years. And then now the band I'm with, we're number one on Reverb Nation as well for funk. And it's like, it, it is a great vehicle and a great uh, thing to say that you're number one on uh, on a site where there's thousands, thousands, literally thousands of people the same, moving the, in the same direction, same thing as you, and and we're all together great. I think we're all together great. I think there's so many wonderful artists there, and I'm so happy that I am able to, as an artist to an artist, choose people to come on the station to talk about their music. It, to me, that's just something that it, it's special, definitely special. And uh, I, I'm just, I'm honored. I'm honored. I'm honored. And so going through all these things, going through all the, the talks, all of the the ups and downs of being an artist, and not only that, you know, we have different people here. We have um, uh, authors, we have artists, we have creators, inventors on this show. I, I, I just say that, wow, wow, you guys, you, you take me and you put me in a spot where mentally I am so proud of you, so proud of you, so happy that you decided to go through with everything and not stop and not stop. And that to me shows me that I can do it as well. And that's why I started this show. That's why I do this. This is this is amazing. Here's some more music you guys. Yeah. 
Every day. 
with their tactics on how to get out there, how to get people uh, to listen to their music, to, uh, you know, advertise their music, to get in get in your face. Uh, but we don't realize that a lot of times you know how hard it is to do this. So let me just kind of give you a, a point, you know, a, a, like a little interesting uh, tidbit on what artists do to get in, in in your eyes, to, to present their music to you so that you can actually 
learn about their their band, their solo projects, whatever they're doing. Um, podcasting, of course, uh, Facebook, Spotify, Spreaker, Instagram, whatever they're doing, whatever they can get their hands on, uh, it, it, it's all out there for the taking. However, I think there's a lack of communication between the artist and the listener. I think the breakdown is that I think that artists don't realize that listeners are actually going to be people who are going to propel your their their product forward. And we know this. I know this. But how do we get it out there free? Artists, man, I'll tell you one thing. I'm going I'm to just be real with you. And if you are not an artist, then you'll understand a lot of artists don't get paid a lot of money for what they do. They really don't. And so let's just say on basic. Let's just go with basic. I'm going to go with really easy numbers here so that way um, we can get this through so that you as a listener can understand what musicians go through all the time. So you get booked for a show, right? Now, obviously, you have a day job. So you get booked for a show. The show starts at 8 p.m. You got to be there between 5 and 6 to set up all the equipment. Everything is running smoothly. You got to do your line checks. If there's a, a cord bad, you got to change it out right after, you know, right before the show starts. You got to do sound check. Make sure all the instruments, whatever instruments, uh, are up and running. You got to set up everything. Then you got to play the show. A lot of times the shows are three to four hours long. Then you take two more hours to break down and take the equipment back to wherever it is you need to take it back to. So we're talking, let's just say the show starts at 8 p.m. and you get there at 6. So, but you're driving an hour, an hour to get there. So let's say 5. So you're starting at 5. You finish at 12. You pack up by 2 a.m. and you're home by 3. A M. Now this this is so funny because a lot of people don't realize that that is a ten hour it's a ten hour show. And I'm gonna tell you why. It starts the moment that you begin to pack into the car, into the truck, into the van, into the trailer, whatever you need for that show for that night. It's ten hours, and sometimes even twelve, if you count getting dressed and getting ready for the show. That could take 30 minutes to an hour, depending on your genre, you know, your 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 uh, status, if you're a female or if you're a male. But let's just break it down. 10 hours. For 10 hours of preparation, setting up, breaking down, and the actual performance, you get paid $100. $100. This has got to be a labor of love. And not everybody tips. And they don't realize that you don't get paid from the door a lot of times. They don't realize that. So they tip you $2, a dollar, and you go to your tips and you divide it five ways. Just say five ways. And you get $100 in the tip jar. That's 20 bucks. So you've made, for 10 hours of work, $120 had to spend money to put gas in the vehicles by which you came in. 
So that's 20 bucks. So you made $100. Whereas there's wear and tear on your vehicle. Let's say, you know, every every so often you got to get an oil change. You know, uh, you spent money on new equipment. There goes your profit. It's gone. A lot of people don't realize that. You know, being a musician is a labor of love. And, yes, it is our job. This is what we've chosen to do. But it doesn't mean that we can't support ourselves or we won't be able to love what we do and get paid for it. And so as a musician, we're going in, we're doing everything, we're having this labor of love, and I want you as a listener to understand that your tips, your support, your donations toward your favorite band is very, very important, very important. And I want you to become aware of how important it is to the point where if they don't get support, they just might not be able to continue their journey. So I want you to support your artists, your local artists, your favorite artists. Pick somebody, pick pick a band you like and support them, either by helping them post their 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 concerts up, uh, joining their Patreon, uh, donating, you know, and, you know, making sure you tip them, helping them out with time on promotions, telling them about clubs that may be in the area that they don't know about. These things are gold to a band, gold. And I want you to be aware that you, too, have a part in the development and, and in the journey of every every band that you've ever, ever went to go see, ever. I'm going to go ahead and take our next caller on the line. I want to welcome you to the show. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hello? Hello. Hi. Well, hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you good, loud and clear. So tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Yeah, I'm Bianca Jasmine. I'm a singer-songwriter. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on the show. No problem. So how did you get started? Um, it started actually um, with my songwriting. At least I was I was in the music school for a while, and um, you know I did a lot of singing. But I never thought that you know I would have the ability to do it professionally. You know, it was always just like this distant dream of mine where I felt like you know oh I'd love to do that, but I got to do something practical. You know, and soon enough, you know, the owner of the music school kind of gave me the guts to you know write my own music, r- record some covers, try exposing myself a little bit more. And I, you know, I said, "What's what's the what's the matter? Why not?" So I did it, and you know, so far it's worked out quite well for me. I just, I guess, I just needed that final push, you know, of courage to really go and actually pursue my dream. So my songwriting mm-hmm. ranges from a whole range of topics. You know, I have a lot of my stuff goes to like, you know, world peace, justice. You know, asking everyone to respect and love each other. You know, really pushing for that message. And then I have things, you know, on the introspective side too that are, you know you know, looking into yourself and realizing, you know, that you have hope to live a, a better life and regardless of the trauma that you've been through, like there's there's something on the other side. There's a there's a lighter side at the end of the tunnel, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now you are releasing your E P Here Are Voices on two sixteen? Yes, next Saturday. Very excited. Woo! Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me how was that? Tell me tell me about that process. Yeah, so this one actually started out um, 
with some songs that I already written a while ago and, and recorded and everything. And, and I just decided to, to take it up a notch. And, you know, I got a connection in Los Angeles to, to produce the songs again. And then I ended up writing a fourth one um, while I was in LA and the whole process was amazing. Cause I'm from Florida, South Florida. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've never, I've been to California as a vacation, you know, with my family once, but you know, I'd never really been, you know, in the scene like that. And so I spent some, an extended amount of time there, um, just recording and, you know, getting to know the area. And it was so cool, like being a native and, um, you know, pretending to kind of live there for a second. And, you know, I actually got pretty comfortable by like the end of the first week. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going down to the local coffee shop. You know, this is my routine now. <laughs> I'm surprised by <laughs> how quickly I adjusted. <laughs> but, um, but it was a really awesome process. I just felt myself opening up so much creatively, you know, technique-wise, locally. Like, it was such a huge learning process for me and such a really cool experience to be able to work with so many other creatives and so many talented creatives at that. And, you know, we put the piece together and uh, actually just finished getting some of the stuff back. And uh, we're just pushing it forward and hoping to get it out there next Saturday. Woo! Wow! So what what took you for did anything take I'm a, I'm just gonna back up a little bit did anything take you for a loop or was there something that you didn't expect that happened during this whole process the recording process mhm yeah actually you know the amount of time it really takes because you know you you think you can do it when you when you have all the sessions broken up you know when I was recording locally in in Florida you know I'd have it like a once a week session you know based on the producer's availability. And it would get along pretty fast, but, like, you know, when I was in L.A., it was every single night. And, like, when you have all of that together, you just realize, like, how many hours really goes into it total. Because, you know, when it's spread out like that, it doesn't seem so, like, so much time. But when you have it all, like, because mm-hmm. we had to really cram everything. Not cram, but, you know, it was it was all done while I was there, the whole, all the recording. Because I, I wanted mm-hmm. to be there for it. So, you know. Right usually that would be spaced out over a long period of time, but because it was just all every single day in the studio, sun up, sun down, so many hours spent, like you just really felt it kick back you at the end of the day. And, and you know, it actually increased my stamina quite a bit too. You know, I felt like after mm-hmm. that, at my shows and stuff, vocally I was like, oh, in a lot better shape at the end of my shows than I was before. So like I said, a right. learning process in, in many ways. Um, but yeah, just the amount of work it takes, you know, you know, obviously I was always working hard, but, just doing it night to night to night to night to night every single day like that just really like was like wow like this is hard <laughs> but so yeah, it's it. not easy so worth it. yeah I will definitely take it, not those sleepless nights a hundred times to make it work again I hear you I hear you so okay so now what is your favorite song on your new release that's coming out on the 16th oof I get this question a lot and you know each song is so different but like you know it's a cohesive EP but I think Hero Voices, the title track, obviously, I tend to lean towards being that I made it the title track, um, because I feel mm-hmm. like that song just really encompasses me the best out of all of them. You know, I feel like the message is very loud and clear. It's very straightforward. Like, sometimes I'm very metaphorical, like, with the song The Key. It's a very metaphorical song, and, you know, I love that side of my writing, too, but Hero Voices is just so, like, it's just in your face, you know, it's... You know, I'm I'm making a bold statement, and, and and I love the courage in that song. You know, because I've always been like a very you know timid, introverted kid, and you know because of music, it's it's really taken me outside of my shell and just like made me feel so much stronger and so much more confident. And I feel like her voices kind of embodies like this new empowered woman in me. And uh, you know, it's not just about me being a woman; it's it's about the world and and wanting to make it a better place where you know we're all equal, we're all respected. Because unfortunately, we're 
although we've made great progress overall, you know, we're still not there yet. And, and it's something that, you know, I'm always going to keep pushing for is that equality, that peace, you know, respecting each other as people. Mm-hmm. And um, so I feel like that because of that statement and how bold it is, you know, I, I, I think it deserves to be front and center on the EP. Wow. Wow. So, okay. So why the, why the direction of a cause or, uh, you know, uh, situations or things? Why take that direction? As far as, like, my songwriting, like, concept right. goes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, there's that side and, like I said, the introverted side as well. That they all kind of make their make their scene on the, on the EP. Um, but, you know, I was always a really big, you know, community service kid growing up, you know, in high school and all of that. I've always been, like, a, a giver, just caring about people in general. And I, and I feel like their music, like, it, there's there's a need for that that side and you know every other kind of music every other concept the lyrical content they're all great too and I listen to all different mm-hmm. types of, of music about different things uh, but I just felt like my my writing my voice just came out so naturally when I was just like just asking asking the world like please like can we make this a better place can we make this a place where we're proud to raise our children you know and mm-hmm. I want that. I want that to be a platform for my music. And of course, like I said before, you know, I have these other things like, you know, coping with like any type of mental illness or, you know, coping with, you know, if you're super shy and, you know, you want to connect with others, you know, frequencies goes into that whole empathy. Like that's a really big empathy song. Like, Hey, realize that we're all just people and, you know, we're all going through our own things. But, you know, if we just take a step back and realize that we're all human, we're all the same, we all just want love and connection. You know, we would, you know, so many problems would be, would be solved just by simply realizing that they're a person too, you know, we get so locked up in that, like, you know, I'm the protagonist, you know, and everyone else is against me. It's like me versus the world type thing. And everyone's in Mm -hmm. that. And it's just, it, you know, it takes away the connection of of humanity. And so I feel like I have so many thoughts about that. And and I feel like music is just a great way to express that. Amazing. So tell me, uh, where can people reach you? You know, where, where, I mean, I know it's BiancaJasmine.com. I know that, but do you have yeah. like Facebook, Instagram and things like that? Yeah. Um, basically the app sign Bianca Jasmine, that's J-A-Z-M-I-N-E, like the last letter of the alphabet. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. um, I'm on Facebook at Bianca Jasmine music. Um, you can find me on Instagram as well. I really love Instagram the most out of all of them, but you know, I have a Twitter, I have a Facebook and all that stuff too. Um, and then I have Spotify. So far, I just have the single "You'll Find Love," and then "You'll Find Love" is also going to be making a feature on the EP coming out next Saturday, which will also be available on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you use. It should be there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, why do you like Instagram so much, and how important for you is is social media? Um, you know what? Actually, before music, I wasn't a social media person at all. I was so closed off, so private. You know, I never really tried to to make a, make a face on social media, like growing, like I said before, I was very introverted. I didn't really like to put myself out there and because of music, like, and, and having to open up a little bit more, it's kind of been one of my struggles is being able to feel open and comfortable, like on such a public platform, you know, it's very nerve wracking when like the eyes are on you like that. And, mm-hmm. and so overall, I like Instagram the most because it's very visual and, you know, I was a photographer. And so like being able to have that aesthetic eye for things and, you know, that was kind of like my comfort zone artistically. Like, you know, I had my music and then on the visual art side, I was a photographer. So like I was able to kind of combine my two passions into one. So I feel like Instagram was because it was image forward. I, I felt like it was a very much, a much more comfortable platform for me where, you know, 
my what I was saying and you know sometimes how awkward I can be in social situations like that came second that was the caption that was secondary you know all that came first all, all the first thing that you saw your first impression was the image and I felt like I was I could express myself like that more easily which is ironic because I'm a songwriter and I use words to express myself but in a more you know it's a totally different way to communicate through lyrics and straightforward you know mm-hmm. the way you'd have wow. to be on social media yeah definitely definitely wow wow well, I want to thank you for being on the show. If, if if there was one thing that you could say to somebody, because you've gone through it now, this is your first EP coming out, what would you tell yeah. them, an artist coming out right after you, you know, what would you say to them? To someone who, you said, you said someone who's trying to release an EP? Yeah, somebody that's going to come up after you, that's singing, uh, that's doing their thing. What would the one thing that you want them to know about this whole process? What would one thing be? You have to believe in it and you have to stay in a positive mindset because the moment you fall into that negativity, that insecurity, that fear, that's when everything just comes crashing down mentally and you have to just reset and say, okay, I'm doing this for a reason. Connect with why you started. You're doing this Mm -hmm. because you love it. You know, there's so many, you know, the so-and-so practical jobs, you know, you got to do lawyer or medicine, you know, if you want something that's, you know, very secure like that, you know, go for it. Do your thing. But if you're in here for music, you're doing it because you love it. You're doing it because it's in your blood. And so you have to just keep your eye on that and remember that it's going to be a long road. It's going to be a lot of hard work. But as long as you're believing in the project and doing what you love, you know, because it was very important. In the beginning, I would kind of stray towards what other people told me to perform, that other people told me certain songs to sing, you know. It was always like, oh, I have to do what the people want, what the people want, what the people want. But you also have to, like, you're just as important. You know what I mean? You have to do what you want. You just have to keep yourself and the way you feel about the project in mind just as important as how you think it will be perceived by other people because we tend to, like, ignore our own opinions, at least I do, in order to make sure everyone else is satisfied, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. You go with, you know, your own gut and what you want to do. That's going to ultimately bring your dream to light and, yeah, and, uh, because it's going to show keep, if you're yeah. authentic when you're in that place, Definitely. you know, like mm-hmm. you want, you can tell when someone's loving it and when they're just doing it because this is what makes sales. This is what the market wants. Or are you doing it because your heart glows every time you're singing? You, you know what I mean? It's, you can see it in their performance. And, and that's something that I think captivates people more is the love for what you do rather than just, you know, a cheap hit, you know, do it because you love mm-hmm. it and the way you want it and your art and your individuality will just show so much more that way. And that's what makes you so special and unique. Wow. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Bianca, for being on the show. And uh, thank you, guys, you. you guys know how this works. You can go into our description box on Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Spreaker, and copy and paste her link into your browser. Go support. We are all about support here at Dream Chasers Radio and Dream Chasers Radio and TV station. Thank you again, uh, Jasmine, for being on the show. This has been a pleasure. Thank you. Yes, it's been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, everyone. Until next time, bye-bye. That's right. And you got to send me your song so we can play it. Sure, yeah. Okay, awesome. Right after the release. Don't give it to me before. That way we can play. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, wow. You see, support, because you just don't know. You don't understand. I And if you do understand, hallelujah. 
But people who don't understand how hard it is, and even Bianca said she was taken for a loop because she didn't realize how hard it was and how long it was going to take and the dedication it takes to actually come up with one play project, just one. It's, it's not that easy. And, and let me tell you something. You know, the band I'm in, we got the music video coming up. We got all kinds of different things coming up, festivals, uh, shows, and then I'm running this station and now the Roku station, and I'm, it's, it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and it's something that you have to love doing. Definitely have to love it. You know, you cannot just do something because, oh, you think it's a great idea. No. No. You actually have to love it. Love it and love it some more and then love it a little more <laughs> because it's not, definitely not going to be something that <laughs> at times, just put it this way, at times you're going to want to go forget this. I'm not doing this anymore. I quit. But you can't. You can't. It's in the blood. It's in the blood. It's in the blood. And we're going to go ahead and go to some local music right now. Here it is, Royal Legacy with Backstabbers. Y'all going to love this Mass every grandma took it, we'll smile in your face though But the whole time be hating on the low, I don't trust these people, folk, no Cut it usual for whatever, then they'll quickly let you go Family, your friends, be the ones that they'll let you know So keep your third eye open, better watch the cold cut It might be the one that say you in your back, bruh I'm just giving you the basic dance scenarios Or better watch the main screen, cause she knows about the other hoe She'll set you up quick just to get back at you How you feeling miserable? In a cellar, even dead, boy, it's so damn beautiful Watch you get smashed by the cut, I got a chest Life is real precious, little homie, if you're new Be females are real type, I'm walking like with two I'm just sitting right Right here telling you, but you start looking dumb, simple in the vegetable. Wanna get in your face, plotting to get rid of you. But it's supposed to be the one to keep it real with you. Same with your enemy, right in plain view. You feel overwhelmed, like no, this can't be true. The streets of this floor, you feel with snitching fools. Snakes in the grass, who never follow rules. They'll fill you with the villain, cause quick and steady move. This is hip hop, listen and stay tuned. Had to pistol up a game, cause you still ain't got a clue. Snitching is a train of farming, rolling groups. Train on the week, every week, get the truth. It could be the mother they still gon' shoot. Watch your back at all time, cause they out running loose. And this is exactly what it do. This is exactly what it do. They smiling, they smiling, that's what they do, that's what they do. They smiling, they smiling, that's what they do, that's what they do. They smiling, they smiling, that's what they do, that's what they do. They smiling, they smiling, that's what they do, that's what they do. They smiling, they smiling, that's what they do, that's what they do. They smiling, they smiling, that's what they do, that's what they do. They smiling, they smiling. And I am telling you, we have so many wonderful artists that come on this show and, and bring their talent and bring their experience. And the next guest is nothing less. Uh, I want to welcome them to the show. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hey, my name is uh, Rochelle Harper. And... Uh... I'm a singer-songwriter, entertainer, and um, I got my husband here, Boz. He's my musical partner and lead guitarist uh, in the band. So, um, what's up, y'all, y'all? What's up? How you doing, girlfriend? 
good. We listening to you. I like that mix of that old song with the rap in it. Nice. Yeah. You know, they they get great. You know, the artists that come on the show get very creative, and, and I like it because they're going back. A lot of them are going back to the older music. And, and you know, some of them do really great, great jobs and great justice. Some of them are just starting out, and you can hear it in there. But they get better as time goes on, and I just I love it. I love the process. I love the mm-hmm. journey. And, and what's your journey like as, as an Americana uh, artist? Well, you know, um, peace within music is what I found uh, through music. Uh, Really, in 1998, I was in Lake Tahoe, and um, I laid the ghost of my father to uh, rest. And when I did that, when I let that go, I found music. And I was sitting on the shore of the lake, Lake Tahoe, California, and with my guitar, and I just felt this sense of peace I had never found um, before. I hadn't played music. I'm kind of a late bloomer, um, actually coming mm-hmm. up on my big 5-0 in June this year. And um, I've only been playing music for 20 years. But, um, uh, you know, along going along with my husband, Boz, the guitarist, his his motto is spreading the kindness, and mine is uh, peace within music. And so together we're spreading the kindness through peace within music, and that's really our journey. We're just living life, you know, playing music, living music. It's just life for us, <laughs> and it's beautiful. <laughs> awesome, awesome. You know, so I'm so sorry about your father. I know how you feel. I, I We had to leave my dad, uh, and I wasn't able to be there. To rest last year, which really hurt. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a tough yeah. one, you know. But they're our angels; they become our angels, and they're, he'll always be with you, as as I know you know. And I I feel my father and all my loved ones who have passed on. And you know, when I look back at songs, I think, gosh, I write songs about a lot of my family and friends who have passed on. <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. uh, they're just with us and. And that's how it, how it comes out sometimes in a song. Oh, definitely, yeah, it does. It really does. It really does. So, you know, you got your husband. Tell me about you know your band and 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 all the things that you guys have had to endure. You know, because it's a different type of music. So, uh, it's not like you know Americana is a little bit different. Tell me about that. A lot of people don't know about that kind of music. Okay. Um. Boz, you want to weigh in on this or Americana's folk rock blues? You want to talk about the rock side because that's what he's got that rock guitar. Mm-hmm. Tell him that. Well, I I grew up uh, listening to Jimi Hendrix and you know a lot of the big mm. rock guys. You know when I was younger and that kind of is what influenced me. And Rochelle, I would say most of her songwriting is mostly um, folk based as far as it's storytelling basically you know and then um we take the music and change the genre however we think that song fits so she writes actually across a lot of genres she writes really old style country stuff all the way up through good old folk music all the way up to we even got some hard rock songs and (laughs) but um so basically it kind of covers a lot of different genres you know but um, mm-hmm. it's still 
the thing that connects it all is her ability to tell a story and uh, mm-hmm. to touch people and feel them. And, and also, she's a, a really good performer, a great performer. She gets in front of the crowd. She really feeds off the energy. She doesn't feel like it's right unless she really has touched every person in that crowd out there, you know. It makes it a, I like to say it makes it an event where a concert is mm-hmm. not just listening to music. It's more of an event when you come to see us, you know. Right, right. Wow. Well, how did you put that together, though? I mean, you know, when it when it comes down to different things, and I, and I always want the the listener and people who go to see the concerts to understand the process, because if they understand that to get to it, and I was talking about this earlier, to do an eight o'clock to twelve o'clock show, or an eight to eleven, or eight to ten, you got to get out by five. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you you got to mm-hmm. be there by six to set up. You got to do the sound check and be ready sometimes right almost at the dot of eight because something's uh-huh. wrong. The cable is bad. So tell me your process. <laughs> you know how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, I got you. We feel you. Um, of course, you know, we rehearsed. So mm-hmm. um, my background is dance. I grew up dancing from the time I was three years old until I was 18. And, you know, I just, I loved it. I loved performing. I loved learning the routine. I loved the outfits, the costumes, you know, the music that went along with it. And then, you know, delivering that presentation to the people mm-hmm. in the audience. So that takes rehearsal. So in our band, whoever was playing, you know, they were committed to rehearsing at least twice a week. Um and learning their parts, knowing their parts, and then I would say, okay, in between this song and that song, I'm going to talk a little bit or I'm going to do a little this, and it was really a show. So when we took the stage, it looked laissez-faire, you know, um, but that's because we rehearsed it. But So there were mm-hmm. costume changes, you know, little slight things on stage with a boa or a hat or take the shoes off or put some boots on, um, that kind of thing. And then, of course, the preparation, what you're talking about is, you know, everybody had their part. So, you know, whether it was Boz was loading up the gear or loading out the gear or I was carrying this bag or that bag, you know, we had a system. We had a system in place. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of times, you know, we had a no drinking policy because everybody, that way everybody would be on the same page. Um, right and the music, you know, the music was the drug. The music was the thing that moved us. No, that wasn't always. I was saying there was a, you know, a large time where we were so high on the music only and the crowd, you know, and that energy and and you know that kind of thing just makes us go back to it all the time. And I I really fell in love with it. Uh, like I said, I was a late bloomer. I didn't find music till I was. Really, thirty-one, and uh, wow, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Now I always sang, you know, with the radio and that kind of thing. But as far as the band, it was like, you know, in nineteen, um, I don't know, nineteen ninety-nine, almost two thousand. It was like God pressed a button, and He was like, "Okay, you're going to have your own band." And I mean, within a few months, I was gigging six nights a week. 
and uh, I mean, it was crazy. It was beautiful, and <laughs> that's actually where, how I met my husband. I was auditioning guitarists, and he auditioned for the band. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was my lucky, my lucky day. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so okay, it, so being that you guys met in music, you go out, you, you perform together, does that make you a tighter unit as a couple? I, I think so. Does it make us a tighter unit as a couple performing together? Um, as far as, if you're asking, like, as far as our relationship being tighter because yes. you know, we work together? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And uh, I think it's... um. It's really nice to be able to do the thing that we both love the most together, and we get because we get excited, you know. You know, we with the it helps through the hard times like the rehearsing or the canceled gigs or you know the things that go wrong that you run into. We still have each other to um, laugh about it, you know, and uh, yeah, or cry (laughs) and. uh, and uh, look forward to the next show. And uh, plus, Rochelle is always writing, you know. So there's the downtime. There's always she. She is all like almost every day. <laughs> she's got something, you know, that she's mm-hmm. uh, come up with. So there's always that that music going on between us, you know. She wants me to listen mm-hmm. to that and put in my two cents worth on this and that. And so, uh, yeah. So yeah, to answer your question, it does. I think it does strengthen our relationship also. Mm-hmm. Awesome, yes. awesome. Being being that you are a couple and that you're in the music industry, what have you seen that kind of alarmed you, you know, working together, being being a unit like that? But has there any been any surprises? Um, I'll tell you what comes to mind for me is, like, when we have been booked for a major gig, like something we feel like is going to be life-changing, and then – it it doesn't happen, <laughs> and mm. uh, and so because I am built the way I am built, and he's built the way he's built, we react differently. And so, you know, um, for instance, we were booked for the Mississippi picnic in New York City, um, and they were going to honor BB King, and it's it was a huge honor for us to. Um, be asked to play that and then the governor of Mississippi tries to pass the HB 1523 and New York City says we're canceling the picnic we're not going to have y'all come but a whole state you know all all of us we're thinking we're going to play in New York City you know this is a central park it's a huge huge yeah so I'm crying rolling around in the yard you know, and he's trying to keep it together, and you know, so so stuff like that, major major gigs, you know, um, that fell through. Um, but you know, cause, good yeah, good surprises. Like, yeah, there's also good surprises too. Like, um, I know one time we Rochelle submitted our one of our CDs. We have a blues CD. She submitted it mm-hmm. for a um, chance at a booking over in France with a, you know, a whole bunch of other uh, bands doing the same thing and they wind up picking ours. And so uh, we wound up getting to go to France and we played this huge festival over there. And, 
you know, everything paid for just a really great time, and we stayed with a host that we got to be great friends with over there. And due to that festival, we wound up got getting invited back, and so we've been over there three times. You know, playing wow. in a whole other country like that. So, so you have bad surprises, but you have good surprises also. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's great. Wow. Yeah. yeah it, it, that, it, I love France. I love it. I absolutely love France. Oh. If I could go over there once a year, I would. It's just, oh, gosh. I love it. No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so, with that in mind, what what come what's coming up for you next? Well, you know, this year, and and maybe you go through this too, I don't know, but, you know, as a performer, when you're putting yourself out there and you're singing and you're, and you're giving and you're giving, and, and there is um, a mutual um, vortex that happens when you're performing, you know, and the crowd's giving back to you and the band's there and, and that amazing thing. Um, but for me personally, I get to a point where I need to reflect. I need to take a minute. I need to get off the stage. I need to look at all the songs I've written that I haven't completely, you know, finished. Little ditties, I call them. Um, mm-hmm. I like to, like, like Boss, right, little ditties. Um, like Boss says, we went to France the last time we were there. We were there for three months, and it was amazing, and we wrote an entire album's worth of material, like 12 songs, like complete songs, but, you know, we haven't had the time to go into the studio and really, you know, sit with them and hear them and hear, you know, what what they want to have in them, uh, so to speak. And mm-hmm. so, to answer your question, it's a reflective year, 2019, um, working on our guitar work, working on piano, working on voice, working on our, our thing, you know, and then we're looking at 2020 coming back out and just, you know, putting that energy back out and getting into that vortex exchange with crowds and people and all that. So, Yeah, and, and I, you know, congratulations on that. Congratulations on going back and forth. Not a lot of artists get the chance to go overseas to perform. Uh, it, it's not as easy, uh, and you do need that kind of connection, you know, that those people that say, hey, and they actually follow through, you know. That's the mm-hmm. big thing, finding people that follow through. What would and, be your – I'm sure you know how it goes. And, and and your husband said it. It's like, okay, yay, we, you said it too. We're we're going over here, and all of a sudden it's like, nope, you're not going. Forget it. We cancel everything. We we cancel we cancel every holiday and every plan, and don't call us back. <laughs> like, what? Right, right. And then they call, and you're your like, your birthday oh, yeah, canceled. <laughs> It's everything, my gosh, my gosh. So what what is your suggestion or your advice to those artists that have disappointment? Any advice for those who have disappointment? Well, you know, uh, was it uh, Bianca or Jasmine you were just talking to right before us? Um, uh, that was Jasmine. Jasmine, yeah, she had a really good positive outlook, and yeah, I would her say, actual name is Bianca know, Jasmine. <laughs> oh, okay, Bianca Jasmine. That's what, okay. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, great positivity. I really like her outlook and everything. And I would say when it comes to disappointment, you know, feel it, embrace it, cry, you know, go for a run, whatever it is you do, paint, kick some stuff, you know, journal, and um, allow that to happen. And then, you know, you pick yourself up and and you look at, what do I love? What do I want to do? Who am I? What do I need to do um, for myself and uh, to keep this thing that I love alive? And then you just put one foot in front of the other, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, pick up yeah. that pen, pick up that guitar, get out that piano, and start writing and sing. You know, sing through it, mm. play through it. Perform through it. That's good. That's good. I want to thank you so much for being on the show, guys. Thank you for bringing your love for each other and your love for music uh, to the show. You know, we wish you nothing but the best. You know, you're actually, you guys know how this works. If you want to follow them, I put their Reverb Nation uh, link up on there. Just go ahead and like it. Listen to the music. Support, support, support. And also we put that up on our Facebook page as well. Um, Thank you again, uh, Rochelle, for being on the show. Thank you, Yaya, and I appreciate all the love and the positivity you put out there. And um, we uh, put your information on our page. And Reverb Nation is a great, um, what do you call it, avenue for musicians. I think so. Oh yeah. I'm really glad that you that you found us and brought us in. We are honored. We feel blessed. And we wish you the best, and we will be staying tuned to your show. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. We got a lot of yes. artists and a lot of writers and authors and inventors. So it's not just it's not just you know music. It's it's just anybody that wants to do something. That's, right that's what we're about. That's what we're right about. On. And that's it, it's just amazing to me. We have so much talent out there, and we can't cover it all. But definitely, Rochelle. Thank you again so much for being on the show. You guys need to go ahead and support. And uh, you guys send me your music so that we can put it up on the station. All right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Take care. Peace. Thank All you, right. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Peace. Wow. Rochelle Harper, guys, and her husband, her love and the love that they have together and working together helps them through. You know, we need that support. We need that support system in place so that we can move forward in our dreams and our goals. It's very, very important that we have that. And if we don't have it, you have it here at Dream Chasers Radio. We will be your backbone. We will support you with different interviews and different, uh, you know, suggestions and all kinds of just love and admiration for your craft. And I understand. I know exactly what you're going through. I know. I know that it's going to be hard. I know it is hard. I know it. I know. I go through the same thing that you're going through. I've been through a lot of things, and I can definitely relate. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. You've been listening to Dream Chasers Radio with me, Yaya Diamond, on the Dream Chasers Radio Network, as well as Bomb Baby Radio and 97.5 FM Community Radio in Northport, Florida. Ooh, yeah. 
on this song here. I love this song, No One Like You by Bria Cherie. I don't know if you love that song. Please look up the artist Bria, B-R-I-A, Cherie, S-C-H-E-R-I, and support her. She has a song called No One Like You. We're going to go ahead and go to our next guest. I want to say welcome to the show. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes, yes. All right. Sorry, sorry, making sure. Hi, this is Brian Hayes. Hi, Brian. Hello, can you I hear am me? a. Uh, I can't. Sorry, I was just making sure I can hear you. Uh, I awesome. am a vocalist, songwriter, arranger, composer. Uh, play a little piano. I do what I can. <laughs> I hear you. Hey, you know. So the question of the day is, how did you get started? Um, I. <laughs> It's funny, I kind of grew up in a house of musicians, but I was the last one to get into it. I had to kind of discover it for myself. And I think with most people, it starts with uh, re- like a song or a musician that kind of strikes a chord with you. And then from that, it's like a tree. It grows out and it branches out. And you find other people and then you find what you like and you start to write what you would like to hear. And it grows from there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, vocalist, songwriter, arranger, composer, I mean, you do a lot of different things. Being that you were the last person to kind of figure this out, you are very accomplished. Tell me, how did that come about that you are accomplished since you were the last person? It came about uh, probably because uh, my mother, who's a very – incredibly intelligent musician told me my whole life that I was also a musician. And I went, no, I'm not. And then finally I was like, (laughs) well, if I am, what would it be like? (laughs) And then kind of from there, uh, I I always consider myself, my primary instrument being voice. Although I do play piano for all the music I write, I'm getting better at it the more I write and the more I work with it. But um, I think for most people, once you find the one instrument that you can really express yourself on, uh, go from there and then don't stop learning just because just because you find an instrument you can express yourself on branch out because the more uh, the more you incorporate the the more you're going to be able to express what you have inside hmm. wow and so your mother was your backbone y- yeah y- even when i whenever i was like I don't know if I can do this she'd be like well first of all you can and second of all doesn't matter try it and see what happens wow <laughs> it's so funny because you know a lot of people say yeah no your parents they they know better you know they know best for you and you know as a kid you don't you don't pay no attention to that you're like yeah yeah right mom no and she's like yeah right yeah you are. yeah yeah and you're like, I can't be. No, this is impossible. <laughs> because ultimately, we all have to kind of, kind of go, uh, duh. Okay. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no matter, yeah. I think no matter what, though, most, whether it's your parents or most people have that one person who 
they're able to like be able to see the stuff inside you that you can't see yourself. And most of the greatest songwriter, any, any, whether it's, you know, painting, music, acting, sculpting, the best people who ever existed in those fields. I mean, most of them, if you read about them, they would be their, their worst critics. They'd be some of the first people to say they couldn't do something. And then somebody had to be like, no, don't you're, Shut up. You can do this. <laughs> you know, so what were your plans before your mom or before you realized that you, what your mother was telling you was actual fact? <laughs> um, I actually am very, um, as a child, I drew a lot and um, I still, I still try to draw. I was very interested in animation and cartooning and just that whole art form. And as I got older and started to get more into music, I kind of sat down and was like, what would I miss more if I wasn't able to do it anymore? And even though I had only dabbled in music for a little while, I I realized that if I wasn't able to sing, I would kind of feel stunted. But apart from singing, like I've always been very interested in uh, drawing, cartooning, even like uh, acting and some of the more dramatic uh, arts as well. Wow. Wow. So that you went into this whole thing and you got it done and you're doing it now. I mean, tell me, you know, besides just going into it, not becoming a cartoonist, but actually becoming a performer, that's, that's like, that's like, you know, the other side of the spectrum here. Uh, What did you do? How did you kind of transition into that? Um, a big, I, I, you know, a big thing is I had always kind of sang to myself and kind of as a solitary thing. And a lot of people who work in visual arts, like painting and drawing, they actually are inside internally. They are very kind of dynamic performers because they have to get inanimate things to be able to emote they have to draw Mm -hmm. you know very lavish expressions sculptors have to sculpt these things so even though they themselves are not performing they're getting performances out of something so i think transitioning from that into you know instead of drawing with a pencil kind of use it started using my voice to express what you know what i wanted to get across and what i felt inside and then obviously because singing and performing music is a lot more visually engrossing to a live audience. It kind of goes from there. You're like, okay, now I'm singing to express to the audience what I want them to feel. I need to also incorporate my, like I can use my facial expressions, my hand gestures, my body movement, my physiology to really get across Mm -hmm. to the audience what maybe one piece of it couldn't do alone. Right, right. And being that you've done that now, what is it like when you put a show together? I mean, you are a solo artist. Yes, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um I it's now the interesting thing for me was I have performed and sung for years and years and years before I started doing a lot of my own original work. So, for a while the problem wasn't being able to perform. I mean, as a child I had very kind of crippling stage fright and being embarrassed but you know as you perform more you get over that and I had gotten to a point where I could perform whatever I needed to in front of people the next thing that was scary is like well what do I sound like when I'm not 
doing someone else's work. And once you kind of get into that, you find a whole, this whole new thing, which is strange because you, you feel like if you spend a whole, most of your life performing, it would be easy to just start doing your own stuff. But for me, it was a lot, it was very kind of terrifying because not only like I was singing, but I was also, you know, writing and starting to perform more singing and playing piano at the same time, which is a whole other, you know, pat your head, rub your stomach type of thing where it's like, oh, well, I'm trying to focus on one thing or the other. And it takes practice to incorporate both of those together. And that's a whole other crutch you got to get over. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. Wow. So it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. Did you expect that? <laughs> When you went into this? I think, I think everybody, the the thing I figured out is, I don't know if everyone ever thinks it's like, oh, it's going to be easy. I don't, I don't necessarily ever thought that it would be easy or hard. Like I had an idea that it would be challenging because it was something I hadn't done. And as I was learning to do it, I realized how challenging it was. But the thing about it to me was always, oh, this is too hard, I blah, blah, blah. The thing for me is I, it would be more miserable not to do it. To like, mm. it would be as much of a pain and a drag as it is to put this together and learn to do this. It would be so much worse to not do it. It'd be like not breathing. Mm. Wow. Wow. That says a lot. That's, that's, that says a lot about music and how important it is to you in life. So if someone were to take yeah. your music away, you couldn't be a part of it in any kind of way. How, how would yeah. that make you feel? Uh, it's, <laughs> I was just talking to somebody about this because I, I just recently got over a terrible uh, sinus infection over the Christmas holiday and I started getting back into working again, even though I'm not 100%. And that's something uh, maybe once, maybe once a year, every two years, I'll get like a bad throat infection or sinus infection and it kind of impairs me. And it's very, uh, it's like being Jackie Robinson or Babe Ruth and someone going, all right, have a good game. Uh, by the way, give me your knees, give me your hands, give me your legs, give me, all right, now go have a good game. It's like, well, I, right. I can't, I'm, I'm made to do, it's like being made to do this one thing and then all of a sudden you can't do it you feel a bit useless. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So tell me, tell me about your music and, and tell me about what's coming up for you now. Uh, my music, that's an excellent <laughs> question I ask myself all the time. Um, I have had it described to me as orchestrated singer-songwriter. I, um, I think it, it it always starts with me singing and playing, so it's there is a bit. I mean, arguably, a lot of music is singer songwriter because it starts with somebody writing a song and then singing it later on most of the time. But so it has an element of that to it. And then once the song is done, I like to make an arrangement of it to really express to use different instruments to really express what I'm going for. And it can be different kinds of things. I always grew up, uh, I love uh, the Beatles and George Martin's string arrangements that he used to work with for them. 
I'm a huge fan of Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. And like anybody lately, Brian Wilson's gotten a lot more press in his past couple of years. He's a genius of arranging, not only just writing great songs, but then taking those songs and getting fantastic arrangements out of them with different uh, instrument pairings and vocal harmonizations. And I also, when I got in kind of around when I was a teenager and started really getting into music, uh, I really fell in love with a lot of Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis, uh, some of their stuff, and they all have these you know, very lush orchestrations and stuff. So pretty much a lot of the music that I really started exploring and getting into as I was developing as a songwriter had this kind of huge accompaniment to it to the point where sometimes like sometimes it would be hard and it's, it's not great because sometimes like I would listen to a song and I'd be like, Oh yeah, that's pretty. But I couldn't really hear it because like, Oh, it's somebody singing with a guitar or with a piano. Like it's not a whole band. But uh, now as a songwriter, I've really had to be like, well, listen to what the they're trying to convey with just that. And then from there build upon it. I think the mm-hmm. name of the game is to start with the seed of something amazing and then really planting it beauty as opposed to distract from it. Mm. I think so too. I think yeah. so too. Wow. Wow. And that is a lot. I mean, it, it takes a lot of dedication. It takes a lot of work and it, and, and most of all, it takes a lot of commitment because right now as we speak, the Grammys are going on and I yeah, know yes. I'm not interested in them. I have too much work to do I... to sit down <laughs> to watch it, somebody else succeeding. I have to yeah. do my thing. And a lot of yeah. people don't realize that, that a lot of musicians who are busy don't have time to watch the Grammys. Not not only that, but uh, I, 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 think, I think my family and friends have given up trying to enjoy watching the Grammys with me in the room only because <laughs> I just, like, I, 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 I I grow to be cynical sometimes, but also, you know, as a, like I, you know, I, I grew up and like, I went to school and studied music as well. So even though necessarily not all of the music I write is necessarily in the styles that I've studied, you know, I've studied, like I have a degree in voice, I have a degree in jazz voice and studies. So even though I'm not setting out to write music that is classical or jazz oriented, it's in the DNA. So sometimes mm-hmm. when I look at stuff like on the Grammys and stuff that gets popular, it can be a little discouraging sometimes just because it's like, well, I'm putting in all this work and it doesn't seem like anybody even cares about this kind of stuff anymore. But yeah, honestly, it's with, I think, any medium, like even like models. It's I think it's similar to like, Anybody who works in like, you know, there, you hear all the time of people who have bad body, self body imagery because they're like, oh, these people in these magazines are beautiful. Like I could never look like that. But that's like, no, that's not, you're beautiful. They're just different. It's it's not the same thing. You can't let that take away from what you want to do. And no matter what it is, if you really put yourself into it and make it the best that you can hope it will be, people will flock to it. Yeah, 
they will. people will be able to identify you in it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, Brian, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for being, I mean, just being so, so, uh, how would I say, descriptive and, and, and <laughs> informative because, I mean, people don't realize it. And I, I really want people to know how much work and effort goes into being a musician. A lot of people just don't understand. And they think, oh, no, it's, they it's don't. like the perfect job. You know, it's the perfect dream job. You really don't work. It's like, <laughs> yeah, right. You're, yeah, they're, uh, they're delusional. Yeah. That's not true yeah. at all. And even, I mean, and I still take, you know, I, I'm still, uh, you know, a very independent artist. Like, I'm not very wide known. I'm still, I still take gigs where I'm playing covers and stuff. And even mm-hmm. then, people don't necessarily listen. So it's, you know, if sometimes it feels like you're being ignored, but if you really try to express, there will always be somebody who really appreciates it. Definitely. Definitely. And though, and there are those that like different kind of music. And you just never know. Oh, yeah, you definitely. You've got to keep going. Brian, thank you so much for being on the show, man. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. And don't forget to send me your track so that we can go ahead and put it on the station and play it from time to time. And you guys know how Absolutely. this works. BrianHayesLive.com. You can go ahead and copy and paste that into your browser. Please support all the artists that have been on the show today and Brian. Uh, Brian, we have so many wonderful people on Reverb Nation, and you're just one uh, out of many, but also very creative, and I love it. I love all the artists that were uh, the winners last year, and we're trying to get everybody on to the station. Brian, I love your music, man. I love it. I, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. All right, then. We're going to talk to you soon. Don't forget to send me that track you want me to play, okay? I will. Thank you. All right, then. That was, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Hayes. Now, you know, I mean, he said it. It's so much that you have to put into it. And then you get, like tonight, the Grammys. He's right. It's like, it's, it's like okay, wait. I have put in thousands of dollars, countless hours. I write with intent. And it's like, you watch the Grammys, and you want to destroy your TV. I just want to throw things at it. I just want to, like, I, I am not, and just like Brian, I am not the one to watch the Grammys with. I won't even go and watch the Grammys. I won't even watch reruns of the Grammys. Only because I know. I, 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 I just can't. I just can't do it. I can't do it. And it's not to say that there aren't great musicians out there that are on the Grammys. I never said that. What I'm saying is there are so many artists out there that deserve recognition for their work and the years that they put into their craft and they have never, ever been discovered. But yet they have performed in front of millions of people. So who decides? these things you know do we have how about a local grammy nomination for your local artists how about local chapters how about that how about people who have grinded all their lives and and you could do it by state by by county or 
or or just you know, I mean, it to me, it's like a lot of these artists go underappreciated and they give up and they give up. Who would do this? Who would start a local artist chapter? Who would do this? You know, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking to myself. Maybe Dream Chasers Radio should start a local award ceremony in every state in the country. That would be amazing. But without finances, we can't do it. Without donations, we can't do it. So, you know, it's just it takes that special person and a crew of people, because you can't do it by yourself, to start something like that, that, uh, that you can actually have an appreciation for artists who have taken their entire lives and put it into the music but never get recognition. That, to me, is where it's at. Not just the big artists. Yes, you know, I give you props. I clap my hands and, and, and you get a round of applause. Great. But what about Brian Hayes? What about Rochelle Hoffman, Bianca Jasmine, R.J. Martin? What about these artists that are on Revert Nation that are they're, they're killing it? They deserve just as much recognition as anybody else. Music is amazing, guys. Music is a universal language. It's something that no matter where you go, no matter what language you speak, somebody who speaks a totally different language can sing it. They know it. Yet they still can't speak your language. You still can't have a conversation with them, but they love your music. We put in so much time and so much effort and that's why I wanted to have this winner's Yaya's pick tonight on Reverb Nation for 2018. And we will continue to have the 2018 winners on the show until we finish interviewing all 75 artists that we chose last December. Excuse me. It has been nothing but eye-opening to see fellow musicians, people who – have been in the music industry longer than me, or they have they have wonderful, wonderful music out there. I, I love it. I enjoyed listening to everybody. Every submission I listened to. I can't choose everybody. I had over I had over two thousand entries. I could not choose everybody. And I felt so bad. We will continue to have different things and different picks coming up for Reverb Nation. If you're an artist on Reverb Nation, just look out. After I finish all these interviews, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna I'm not going to not have every single last one of these people we picked on the show. I am going to have them on the show. And we're gonna give them the spotlight because they deserve it. They deserve it. I wanna thank all the people who called in today, R. J. Martin Bianca Jasmine, Rochelle Harper, and Brian Hayes for calling in and being superb at their craft. I want to thank all the people who submitted their 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 music to this competition. It wasn't really a competition. It was more like just me finding artists out there that are up and coming. You could do the same. 
just go ahead and go to Reverb Nation and listen to people and, and, and get familiar with artists who are putting everything into the, all their love into their music. It's eye-opening, guys. It's eye-opening. It's amazing. I have had nothing but a wonderful time tonight. We're going to call it a night. I want to thank you for tuning in on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in Northport, Florida, as well as Caribbean Community Radio Station for all the Caribbean islands from West Beach, Florida, all the way down into the Keys on the East Coast. I want to thank Bomb Baby Radio for having us on in New York City. That's all five boroughs. And I also want to say that Dream Chasers Radio has become a network of not only radio podcasting, but now Roku, we're getting ready to take on TV. I am still waiting for that date. Roku likes to take their time. However, once it comes out, it's going to come out. We're going to have all different kinds of things. If you want to be a part of Dream Chasers Radio, all you have to do is just contact us at dreamchasersradio at gmail.com and send in your music. Let us review it, see if we're going to put it up. If you want to volunteer your music video, you have to just, you know, anything you want to do, with you Chasers Radio, you want to help us promote? Great. We need the help. We need the, we need everything. Every piece of help we can get, we need it. But I want to thank you again for tuning in. Hey, this is going to be on the archives. You can always download the episode on the right-hand corner with a little cloud and down arrow. Just click on that once the episode is ready. Go ahead and download your favorite episode for free. And, and just keep tuning in for inspiration and motivation because that's what we're all about. And until next time, guys, you know what I'm getting ready to say. You know, my name is Yaya Diamond, and I'm an artist too. And I've been an artist in, in, in the music industry since I was four years old. My mom is Evelyn Thomas. I come from the McFerrin family. Bobby McFerrin Sr. was my great uncle. And Bobby McFerrin Jr., Don't Worry Be Happy, is my, first, is my second cousin. And so being that I come from the music industry, a family of Grammy Award winners, I don't, I don't, I don't really. It's like it, it, in our family, it's it's well known that hard work, perseverance, is it goes above talent. It it just goes first. And so I'm not trying to get no Grammy. I'm just trying to do my thing. I'm I'm in my lane. This is where I belong, right here where I'm at today. And when it goes bigger, it will go bigger. And I will continue to push. And I want you to understand that. Your talents and your success does not depend on whether or not the world recognizes you, but that you recognize yourself. Thank you again so much for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. It's been wonderful. And don't forget to what? Dare to be different, baby, every day, all the time. Till next time, which is tomorrow night. I didn't